Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hello, hello, hello. It's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding, and welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast where I help you grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. All right, guys, so I have a special show for you today, as always. And I have actually, this is our nonprofit consulting series number two. So it's the second one in the series. Really excited. If you didn't catch the last one, you'll definitely want to go to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 219. Um, and I'll also have the, the links in the show notes today. If you want to go over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 225. So, um, and then we have two more sessions in this series, all about nonprofit consulting. So the last time we talked about this, it was really cool because I had special guests on Mandy Pierce from Funding for Good and Mazarine Trays from Wild Women Fundraising. And they are back on the show today to talk about the opportunities for jobs as a nonprofit consultant. So this is huge because I know a lot of you are thinking about becoming a nonprofit consultant, but you're just kind of like, are there jobs available? Would I be able to get clients, etc.? So we are actually gonna talk about the job market today and what that looks like if you are interested in becoming a nonprofit consultant. Now, 219, the last episode, we talked about how much time to spend working in versus on your business as a nonprofit consultant. So that one is definitely awesome as well. And of course, I want to make sure that you guys all know about the Nonprofit Consultant Conference that the three of us are doing together and is presented by Foundant Technologies. That is happening August 25th and 26th, uh, 2022. It is a two-day virtual conference. We have amazing speakers lined up. We're really excited about it. And if you want to join, the super early bird price is $197 until June 30th. All right, so you will definitely want to jump on. It goes up to 297 in July, and then it's 397 for all of August until we start. So if you know for sure you want to go and you're like, okay, I want to jump in, make sure you grab your ticket um, to the Nonprofit Consulting Conference two days, $197 with a super early bird price. That is so amazing. So just go ahead and go over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 225 for the link there. You'll also see Nonprofit Consulting Conference on my website on the header, so be sure to click there. All right, so if you are interested in becoming a nonprofit consultant, you want to listen today. Here are some things that we are going to discuss in today's episode. We are going to talk about job opportunities in general in the nonprofit sector in 2022. We're going to talk about how the great resignation has affected nonprofit jobs why transitioning to nonprofit consultancy could be your next move, and why hiring consultants can help your nonprofit's cash flow. So if you're working at a nonprofit, you're a nonprofit leader, definitely tune into this today as well because you may not have considered hiring a nonprofit consultant um, versus hiring a, a staff member, right? It actually might open up your cash flow and be more advantageous for you to hire a consultant versus an employee. 
right? We're also going to talk about how to charge for a service and so, so, so much more. So once again, I have Mazarine Trays from Wild Woman Fundraising and Manu Pierce for Funding for Good to uh, talk about all of this today with me as we go over this in the podcast. So be sure to tune in today and, and think about your next transition, your next career transition, etc. Um, on the show today, I have back on the show our, uh, our continuing this nonprofit consulting series with Mandy Pierce, and we also have Mazarin Trades. So, welcome back to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, you guys. Thank you. Yes, I'm super excited to have you guys back on. And we're going to be talking about actually a conference that we're um, putting on, and we're going to touch on that, but we're also going to be talking about job opportunities with nonprofit consultants. And even if you're already in the space, we're going to be mentioning, you know, how it is time to really, you know, leverage your experience already to be able to get more jobs and to increase your cash flow and job security. So this is going to be really exciting. Um, of course, we're going to touch on the nonprofit consulting conference, and that is presented by uh, Founded Technologies. And we're really excited. That's August 25th and 26th that we are working on that. And we're so excited. So we'll have all the information in the show notes. Um, is we have so much going on because if you love what you hear today, you are definitely going to want to sign up for that two-day virtual conference and get all of the goodies and really process through how to grow and um, your, your business, your nonprofit consultancy, and to start securing the kind of clients that you want and this type of lifestyle that you really want to live. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and welcome once again, Mazarine. I want to start with you first today. I want to say thank you for coming. Um, and if you guys don't know Mazarine, she is definitely a Wild Woman Fundraising. She has been working with consultants, thousands of consultants to help um, them build up their ability to ask for more, to work in conditions that they actually want to work in. And uh, she has many different resources. So welcome, Mazarine. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes. And then, of course, we have Mandy Pierce with Funding for Good. And you have uh, more than two decades of experience with working with uh, nonprofits, helping with strategic planning, grant writing, and so much more. So definitely a forerunner in the webinars online that you've been doing now for a long time, way before COVID. <laughs> and have been in the <laughs> so welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Yes. All right. So I just want to go ahead and kick off the door that opened to this whole thing. Now, we've talked about the great resignation a little bit before on grant writing and funding. We really talked about how it's more of the great redistribution, right? How people are going from one place to another. And there's a lot of lateral movement. There's also movements up the ladder into just totally not on that ladder. I don't want a ladder. I want to swim, right? Totally different even industries. So what is the opportunity here? Um, let's go ahead and Mazarine, can you talk on this? The opportunity, so somebody's thinking about becoming a nonprofit consultant or already are one, what is their opportunity based in this great resignation kind of, you know, era that we're in? Well, this is the reason I did my nonprofit career conference in March of this year. And I did it uh, again for the first time since 2018 because of the great resignation. And I talked to several recruiters who also spoke at the conference. And one of the things they said that they were seeing is that if people quit right now, they can get 10 to 15% more in salary at their new um, job. So that's an opportunity that they have because um, it's uh, really hard to find good help these days. And the reason that it is, the reason why no one wants to work anymore, that's not true. We're just tired of, um, and, the, and the, you know, the pandemic's making us realize we're tired of the treatment we've been getting and we're not willing to commute, you know, two hours each way anymore. We're not willing to give our all for the cause and have, you know, our passion exploited. But for black women in particular, uh, the, um, 
a New York Times had an article about how Black women had been experiencing so many microaggressions at work. It's been a really wonderful thing for Black women to stay home and not have as many of those. And so um, if you've been experiencing, you know, microaggressions at work, it's nice because you can just shut your Zoom and then you're back in your house, yeah. you know. So um, there's so many opportunities uh, for people who are ready to go out on their own. I actually interviewed um, April Walker about this on my podcast um, several weeks ago about how she said, you know, I'm a casualty of the great resignation and I didn't want to be in a toxic workplace culture anymore. So nonprofits have an opportunity now to improve their workplace cultures. But if you're in a place where you feel like I don't think that's going to happen or the whole system is broken, burn it all down. Mm-hmm. then maybe you're going to want to um, just explore the opportunity to consult because if uh, you know wages are stagnating in some ways where you currently are and you can name your own wage when you're a consultant, um, this will be a way for you to take advantage of this time. And if we have so many open jobs, then it's really a chance for nonprofits to hire qualified consultants and pay you what you actually feel like you deserve. Right, right. And thank you for that. Thank you for touching on that. I love that, you know, you're kind of looking at there's, there could, there has been a lot of uh, disparity and there's been a lot of different things that people just felt like they couldn't quit. They couldn't, you know, they couldn't even consider working in a different way. And now through the pandemic, we have all realized that we can work in different ways. Wait, there are choices. There are, you know, we don't want to give it all to a cause that maybe we don't even agree with, but it's paying the bills, right? So there's a lot more flexibility. And we we have seen people either, you know, leave the eight to five kind of jobs and become consultants because during this time, they've just had to manage it. They've got kids home during the pandemic and they have to, you know, help with that. They just cannot show up physically to a job. Um, so there's been a lot of different reasons. That's just one example. But Mandy, can you kind of talk about this too? Because I know you also have a lot of research that backs up, um, you know, and some data that really provides some numbers behind why people may quit. And also just like in general, the number of sheer number of jobs that are open for the nonprofit sector right now. Yeah, recently there were some statistics that came out that said there were uh, 500,000 plus jobs open in the nonprofit sector. I anticipate that number has gone up, but I haven't seen any current Mm -hmm. data to show that yet. Um, and a lot of the reasons behind that are some nonprofits cannot compete with the for-profits as far as signing bonuses or incentives to work or benefits in general, and one of my personal beliefs as a consultant and someone who worked in the nonprofit my whole life is until nonprofits start running more like businesses, because tax, tax, tax status is nonprofit, but that's not your business model, then that's going to continue to be a problem. And nonprofits always have those crazy phrases like, we run on a shoestring budget, which is the craziest thing ever. Or we have balanced budgets, which is also insane. Um, And so until they start really joining the the world of you are a business, the Small Business Administration considers you a business and run like one, then it's going to be really hard for you to attract people because your competitors can offer them so much more. And part of that competitor now is the nonprofit consultant right? Because that's a for-profit business and those people are serving you, but a lot of them have had the experience of working for you and they don't want to work for you anymore. They want to work with you and they want to help you get to that next level. So, you know, um, a lot of consultants want to be your uh, educator. They want to help you build resources and systems. They don't want to be your employee for life. So they're not looking to work with you for 20 years. They're looking to help you solve problems. And hopefully the sector as a whole will start solving some of those problems so they can get staff back at some point. Um, But in the meantime, it's opening up a lot of opportunities for consultants. 
it's opening up a lot of positions for consulting. It's opening up a lot of need for consultants. And so you guys need to come to the conference so you can learn how to do it really well. And if you're already doing it, so you can learn how to grow it and be more impactful and have the business that you really dream about having. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. I love that you're really marking this. These are the opportunities, right? Mazarin's clapping. <laughs> um, there's definitely a lot of different opportunities that are out there. And also for the nonprofit, like you mentioned, to run like a business. So you know, having consultants, I always say, is a good thing, actually. Sometimes that's actually preferred than employees. If you're operating on grants where, you know, there was only limited funding, if you have to get an employee, that's going to go past that grant funding. You know what I mean? That Those are going to be longer-term cash flow um, situations, um, and just you've got to have an office for that person, pay for the computer with a consultant. You don't, right? You have deliverables, and they work out of their house or wherever they're going to work out of, not out of your business at your nonprofit. So there's a lot of benefits. So did any of you want to talk about some of those benefits of why nonprofits may even consider um, hiring consultants versus, versus staff? Mm-hmm. Well, I went first last time, Mandy, would you like to go? Well, so I think that the three of us are a prime example of why people may want to choose consultants and why they should and why as a consultant, you can be so impactful. I have a client who says, Mandy, we don't hire you because you're the expert at everything. We hire you because you know the resources to answer the questions we have, even if you're not the one that can answer them. And when you partner effectively, you can offer so much to your clients, right? You don't have to be the expert at everything in fundraising. You could be the expert or the generalist at a lot of things as a nonprofit consultant. And then you could hire the expert at direct mail to help you with this one thing. Shout out to Erica Wadsdorf because that's what she does. I partner with her to work with my clients. I'm like, we do an audit for my clients, please, because I'm good at it, but I'm not the expert. And I can admit that there may be things that you're an expert at that I want to partner with you on that. It's a, it's a added bonus to my clients. It brings in revenue to you. We partner, whatever. The more consultants that you partner with, the bigger your business will get. A lot of people are like, ooh, but that's competition. It is not. There is more work out there than any one of us can do by ourselves. There's more work out there than the three of us can do together. So, you know, that is the beauty of the work that we can and that we are doing is that we can partner and we do not have to be the expert of everything nonprofit to be of value to those that we're serving. I love that. And I love that. Be the one who gets the information. And that's what a lot of nonprofits want to hire you for. Like, even if you don't know it, you're going to find it out and you're going to do the work. You're going to be self-driven to be able to do that. Whereas a staff might just be like, I just don't know. <laughs> and find out the information, right? That's not in my job. Training class. And then I'm going to leave. And then I'm going to take that knowledge with me. And then you're going to have to train another person and make them back. Yes. That's yes. awful. So a lot of a lot of benefits for nonprofits to work with consultants, but also consultants to work with one another. Um, Mazarin, did you want to um, add to that? Yeah, definitely. I'm a big proponent of people partnering with others. It's just for the very same reason that Mandy said. Um, one of my friends, Kishana Palmer, is a leadership expert, and I just love sending executive directors to her when they have issues with management and leadership and the difference between the two. And um, I mean, she's also a board source certified, you know, um, board trainer as well. I'm not. Um, she's a CFRE. I don't. You know, so if people want that. I love giving business to other. Uh, consultants. And that's one of the very best ways there is to get businesses referrals. And so um, I have to say that because of um, the Puritan nature of uh, North America, there's a reason why um, we trust 
uh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg to fix Newark's public schools and why we trust, uh, you know, Bill Gates to fix malaria in Africa. And it's because in the Puritan um, belief system, which is kind of what the nonprofit system is based on, uh, the people who have money are the elect and everybody else below them is, um, you know, they're, they're really smart and everyone else below them is, is stupid. And so um, even if you've worked at a nonprofit a long time and you have tons of experience and you know what's going on, um, a lot of times what happens in nonprofits is that the staff will be just screaming, this is what's wrong. And, and yet leadership can't hear it until a consultant comes in and says it. Oh I've seen this over and over again, right? Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. yes. And so like, if you are a staff person listening to this and you're like, gosh, you know, I don't really want to be a consultant, but I really need someone to say what I've been saying. Hire us. We'll come in and say what you've been saying and they can pay $500 an hour or whatever to have us say it like, like they should pay if they don't want to listen to you, you yeah. know? Yeah. But the thing that's frustrating is when you get hired as the expert to work for someone and then because you become a staff person, they're like, oh, we don't listen to you anymore. Happened to my, the person that I work with 24 seven, my lead consultant, she used to have to hire me to come in when she was an executive director through funding for good to tell them the stuff that she already knew because they weren't listening to her. And I'm like, that is the most backward thing in the world, but it is exactly how it is across the country in nonprofits. We've experienced it forever. And I'm sure if you're a consultant, you have to, or if you're a staff person, you've experienced that. You've, oh, it's baked so into our system. It's baked into our system. And so that's why we have a great reset that we can do. And we're, we're, we're showing you the secret sauce right here. Like we don't have to say new stuff. We just have to say what you're saying and charge them more, you know? Yeah. Being a sounding board, <laughs> listening and right. saying, oh, here it is. And you guys are both so right. I think we've all experienced this where it's like going in and, you know, if you have these, someone from the staff already telling you what the issues are, but they want to hear it from you before they're going to, especially the board, before they're going to do any changes. And it's just because you have consultant, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's so interesting, but um, definitely, yeah, there's a lot for consultants to get out there right now and to be able to access, you know, nonprofits and to be able to help them um, as well with those types of issues, but also, you know, just to be able to set up a business that's sustainable, right? So if we're looking now, there is a lot of opportunities. There are a lot of job openings, as Mandy had mentioned, in the nonprofit sector, um, but there don't they don't necessarily need to be filled with employees. They can be filled by consultants doing expertise and doing different specific work. And that may actually help the business model of the nonprofit, right? So definitely the thing is I see a lot, and I wanted to have you guys kind of touch on this and get your feedback from it is, you know, when nonprofit consultants, they may be exiting from a full-time job, full-time position at a nonprofit, they go into their business and they think, how much do I charge? Well, I was making $40 an hour there. So I guess I'll make $40 an hour. That's what I'm going to charge out here because that's what I was getting paid there. Can you guys kind of talk about that? And um, Nazarene, did you want to go first? Or, yeah, Nazarene, you go first. Well, okay, Mandy's going to actually have a whole session about this. So I really want to hear what Mandy has to say. But I'll just say briefly that I adore helping people with this problem. And we're going to have a session about asking for more and mindset, money mindset. We're going to go through exercises. But in the last couple of years, I've helped different consultants, some with many years of experience. Some people who are just starting out go from, I don't know if I can charge $50 an hour to go to, absolutely, I'll charge $350 an hour. And then having waiting lists of clients. And then um, grant rating consultants who are just uh, doubling, tripling their rates being like, yeah, I still have a waiting list of clients. So if you think that for whatever reason, 
you cannot charge more because you're only making $20 an hour at your last job. I'm here to tell you that's something that we can shift together at the conference. Mandy, I'd love to hear your perspective. I second that, uh, or third that, if Holly just seconded it. Um, (laughs) So, you know, one of the things that I get into with folks is figuring out how to charge for a service. And that really gets into how much time does it take to do it? What are the resources that you need in order to make it happen? What are you actually investing in providing the service? Because a lot of people are like, oh, well, I'm just spending an hour with them on the phone and I can't charge $350 an hour. And I'm like, "Mm, how much time did you spend prepping it? Did you pay for software that helped you prep it? Did you follow up with them? Did you, did you create a system on your website for them to fill out an intake form? And who are you paying to do that? And how much does your website cost? And blah, blah, blah. Like there's a thousand things, right? So my husband is not a consultant, right? He is a custom wood worker and he has a lawn care business. And so when he quit his jobs full-time five years ago, when we started this, I had to go through this with him every time we were going to charge somebody. He was like, nobody's going to pay me $25 an hour to mow their grass. And I'm like, baby, people pay you a whole lot more than $25 an hour to mow their grass. Now he's up to like way more than that because he's like, oh my God, I have to fix my mowers and put gas in them. And I have to buy a trailer and I have to put gas in my truck. And then I have to drive there. And that's time there and time back that I'm not getting paid by anybody else. And then I have to buy the weed eater wire to trim the grass. I mean, it's like all these things that he never thought about. And he's like, if I just charge $25 an hour, I'm losing money. Like, yeah, yeah, really? So if you don't believe us, when you start doing it, this is what's going to happen. You're going to charge what you feel comfortable with. And then you're going to be exhausted and burn out. And you're going to be like, I don't understand why I'm not making any money. And then you're going to be like, maybe I should charge a little more. And then you're going to get much more comfortable with it. And I'm going to give you some real life examples of things I did in my business and how I went from charging $150 for grant research to $1,200 and didn't blink an eyelash. Of course, it was a process. It didn't happen overnight, but it's totally worth it, right? And that's a pretty big, that's a pretty big increase. It happened over a couple of years, but still it's totally valid. And so we're going to make you feel much better about charging more. And Mazarine, much like you, I have clients come to me and like, I might be able to charge $50 an hour. And I'm like, mm, we're going to get you way past that. Um, and folks kind of start to see like, you're paying for your taxes. You're, you don't have to be doing that for you now. So you're going to have to like include that in your pricing. You're paying for your insurance now. You're paying for your health care, whatever those things are. So you have to be making enough to do that. And in, when you work for someone else, you don't have to think about that quite so much. So there's a lot of pieces to that puzzle, but I feel confident that between the three of us and all of our other speakers, we're going to get you there. That's right. I love that. I love that process too, because that's the thing too. And they, when clients of mine, they start breaking it down, right? And they're like, oh, and then I got to put aside for profit <laughs> and, like, right. and yeah. my health insurance and other things, you know, and like this office that I'm working on my house in. And, you know, it's like, yeah. So, and, and it's also a part of educating the nonprofit about that too, because they're like, well, they pushed back and they said that was too much or whatever, you know, you get those sometimes you're like, well, they don't really understand. So we also have to educate. Right. So I think that's a part of it too, is if you have to understand it in order to educate too. So that doesn't mean you have to tell them what the price is an hour or how you came up with that. You just have to say, look, these are, there are a lot of components that go into doing this work. And it's not just the one hour that I spent with you in person. And, you know, if you don't want to pay that, that's great. If you find another consultant that's willing to do that, fabulous. I think Mark Twain's the one that said, 
Um, an expert is an ordinary fella from another town. So most of the time, the people in your town are hiring people from other places. I don't get people around here hiring me to do stuff locally, but I have people in Alaska paying me to come there to do strategic planning. That's just the way that this consulting world seems to work. It's true. If you're around all the time, they take you for granted and it's sad, but I have so many East Coast clients and I'm here on the best coast. I mean, the West Coast. I'm the opposite. I have so many West Coast clients. Yeah. Yeah. Same reason. Yep. Yeah, I would love to have people in town. Maybe I'll look at that at some point. But, you know, in the meantime, it's a cognitive bias that we have, right? Somebody from far away seems like they know more. Um, and they have the secret knowledge that people in your organization don't have. And they've studied something different and you just want their expertise. So we'll be talking about that at the conference. Like, how do you market yourself and set yourself apart? Because we all have different things. On top of that, you know, going back to like the fact you're paying your taxes, we're going to have somebody talking about how to do the accounting and what to write off so that you know right away how to do your taxes even better as a consultant. So I'm excited about that too. Yeah, I, you know, I really love that because it is, it's so important to look at, you know, a lot of the things that we're talking about are, it's growing personally, it's growing in your confidence, it's understanding, right? But there's also practical things. Like Mandy was talking about, like here, you know, you got to figure out how much do things cost, right? To really understand what your price is as well. Um, so it's really good to have those tangibles in, and intangibles to couple together for to really understand how do I run a business? So um, with this, and you know, and, and talking about the great resignation, I mean, you know, um, it's also about the inflation that's going on right now. So, you know, really looking at, there's a lot that we can do as far as moving from job to job, moving at, if from a job into consultant role, et cetera. So even some nonprofit consultants are like, you know what, I'm ready to go back to full-time and now they're actually paying more. So I'm happy to go back. So there's a lot of flexibility right now. And it really goes back to what are your goals, what are your vision, et cetera. So thank you ladies for being on uh, the podcast today and talking about this uh, really, uh, you know, discussion that's just, it's very contemporary, right? Everybody's on everybody's mind, what's going on with the job market. <laughs> there's a lot of different benefits that you can get from it. So if you guys want more information, once again, check out nonprofitconsultingconference.com. And that is a nonprofit consulting conference presented by Founded Technologies. We're really, or presented by Founded Technologies. We're really excited about the conference on August 25th and 26th. Um, so before we close out today, any more, uh, any more words that you'd like to add to this? Can't wait to see you there. Get in yeah. now. The price is going up. <laughs> exactly. We look forward to meeting all of you and helping you grow your businesses. Yes. Awesome. Thank you, ladies. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode with Mazarine Trays and Mandy Pierce and really learning about what are the opportunities to become a nonprofit consultant. So definitely a lot of good gems in today's podcast. Um, so definitely jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 225 to find out more about the upcoming nonprofit consulting conference presented by Foundant Technologies on uh, August 25th and 26th. You can also see information about our other sponsors. Uh, we have amazing sponsors, Bloomerang. We also have Nora's books about accounting. So exciting. And we have 10 amazing speakers lined up for two whole days. So jump over there before that early, super early bird ends June 30th. And if you love this podcast, please do me a favor and subscribe and also leave a review on your podcast listener. It helps other people find the podcast as well so they can get all the good nuggets for uh, grant writing and funding. All right, guys, I'll see you next time.